Spurs fans, this is the Spurs Way Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Montana. This is my co-host, Colt Moran. What's good? Hey, we got some dubs under our belt. About time. A few comeback wins. Um, Looks like things that we were going to win, games that we were going to come back from, and we were down eight against the Rockets with a minute to go, and we all, Lonnie. Know, we all know what happened there. Lonnie Walker happened. The Lonnie Walker Show. Introduced himself to the world. And uh, we all knew what he could do, but he, even did on we a... Know, did, we know, did we know he was capable of taking over on both ends of the court, stopping the best scorer in the league and leading well, it us was, to... Well, it was funny. I was on... Uh, after the game, I was watching Inside the NBA, and Shaq was like, Lonnie who? Seems like the Spurs just find some dude, dude, every year, just plug him in and they go off on somebody. And it's like, well, are you surprised? That's what we do. We definitely, even you said it, you wanted Lonnie to be our breakout player this year. You had him as our breakout. You had Derek White as our breakout player last year. Now you have Lonnie as in this year. And it's still to be determined, long season ahead of us. But I think Lonnie is carving out minutes on a nightly basis and I hope that's the case that's what all the Spurs fans want and so that kind of brings me into my first question for you um whose minutes whose minutes is Lonnie taking moving forward you know I mean it's that's a tough question because I mean you have Marco who we didn't even address the Kings game who hit a big three down the stretch to Mm -hmm. send it to overtime and the play was specifically run for Marco it wasn't, it wasn't just, oh, he was th- – no, he was not the third option. He was the first option, and it worked out. I'm not mad about it. It just kind of shows that Pop still has confidence in Marco even after shooting 18% from the three-point line to start the season. You know, Pop's still going to give give him his shot and give him his chance. And what's crazy is Marco's actually shooting a like, second-to-last career low in three-point percentage at 33%. Still isn't terrible. You know, 33% is not bad, but when you're a three-point specialist, that's bad. Oh, yeah. But that's actually something I kind of wanted to to talk about. I do think Marco's minutes are going to get eaten into from Lonnie, and I think that's probably the best person for it. Um, not necessarily, like, every game. You know, it's going to be matchup-based. I said this on on an Instagram post. If y'all don't follow us, at Spurs Away Podcast. But I talked about it a little bit with some fans there, asked them what their thoughts were. And my take on it was Marco Bellinelli's minutes should be matchup based. There's some big dudes in the paint, and we really need to spread the floor, throw Marco in there. Um, regardless if he's hitting his threes or not, you know the scouting report. You know everyone's seen Marco Bellinelli, and if you're checking Marco, you can't just be letting him get open threes. So it spreads the floor out, regardless if he's hitting his shots or not. And considering he's had a he's on his second to worst career per, field goal percentage from 3 right now in my opinion the worst of Marco this year we've already seen i don't think he gets any worse shooting and same goes for Bryn Forbes Bryn Forbes shot 42% 42.5% from 3 last year played all 82 games 42.5 is really good let me tell you and this year he's shooting 36% which isn't bad, but it's not good either. And I think the reason for that is 
he's got the green light now. Pop gave Bryn the green light. You can see it the way he's shooting. He's shooting a lot of aggressive shots. I've heard people say he needs to stop his impulsive shooting. And I don't know if it's necessarily impulsive as more as much as it is. He's got the green light, and he's just learning that role. Like, you know, he's a, one of the top scorers on our team now, and Pop's telling him to let it fly. And so he's still trying to figure out what's a good shot. What? <laughs> and he's on a contract here. Yeah, that's true. He's trying to get paid. Get that money. So for Marco and for Bryn Forbes, I think both of their field goal percentages from three will increase as the season goes. But, yeah, Lonnie Walker um, needs to eat into Marco's minutes. Maybe you pull a little bit off of each guard. Um, but, yeah, Marco's minutes should be matchup-based. And when Lonnie's not playing well, insert Marco. It's a pretty nice like third option to have off the bench. Yeah, totally agree. Marco is obviously the target and he's the older guy and his contract's up at the end of the year. And you know, Lonnie is like the future. Lonnie has a longer, hopefully a longer career in San Antonio than Marco has. So you want to kind of get him on the job training and get him rolling. You're not going to learn this stuff in practice. So it's just, you have to be smart and have to, as you said, you might have to cut into minutes to Bryn cut in minutes to DeJounte, cut in minutes to Derek, but it all will even out because they're still going to be playing meaningful minutes at the end of the game. Yeah, and I think everybody, everybody's everybody been talking about it. Sean Elliott during the games talks about it. You need on-the-job training. You need those game minutes to really learn and find out where your shots are, figure out your role, whether you're Bryn Forbes who just got an expanded role and trying to figure out where your shots lie. Maybe you're Lonnie just trying to – it's your – second year in the league second uh first year with like actually getting nba minutes trying to figure out where your role is maybe you're Dejounte trying to come back from injury and figure out that you need in-game minutes to figure it out but you know what else you need you need practice and that's what we got coming up we got lots of rest we got a whole week off almost six days off wouldn't be surprised if lamarcus came back 15 pounds heavier (laughs) We'll we'll save the Lamarcus bashing <laughs> for a little later in this episode, maybe. I, um, Lamarcus is actually the leader of our team and and win shares right now. So maybe maybe we can be a little nice on him this episode. But no. what I was saying, six days of rest, how valuable that is for a young team. When yeah, we do have on the job training. Uh, of course, like that's important, but. Practice is just important, and now we got the game film. Each of them have – we've played every other night with three back-to-backs since October, late October. We've had played a game every other night. No rest. You know, like there's not much time to practice in between there. There's not much time to break down film, implement it, implement a game plan, work out the kinks um, on the court, which is where your progression lies. That's where you get better is when you're working on your skills and practice. So having those six days off is going to be so valuable for us. I think we come back and have a hot December where a team, you know, every team, it works this way where you build chemistry as you play during the year. You have game film, you make adjustments, and then this is where teams really start to put it together. And we just happen to have the best coach in the league with the Hall of Fame assistant coach. So I'm pretty sure the Spurs are capable of turning some things around and when we're last in the league in three-point attempts, 18th in the league in three-point percentage, that shows you should be shooting a little more threes. And I think that's something we're going to see moving forward is we're going to improve 
on the three-point line. Um, and then we're also going to get these young guys some more minutes. Yeah, and our schedule coming up, we have seven out of our next ten games at home. Got the Cavs coming up. With, well, I would say seven out of ten, six out of ten. We're playing in Mexico against the Suns. <laughs> that's against, a home uh, court. That's a home court game, yeah. So, But there's a bunch of winnable Maybe games. Maybe we'll, we'll cut the AC. Yeah, we'll cut. There you go. We'll hopefully it doesn't burn down like last time we were yeah. in Mexico. So, yeah, uh, there's a bunch of winnable games on the schedule in December. With, as Colton mentioned, rest in between. We only play ten games the rest of December. So there's going to be rest. There's going to be a lot of chilling. There's going to be a lot of time to – Get our legs back under us. That's what, you know, a lot of these, a lot of Marco's shots, I'm going to single him out, have been short because he, it seems like he doesn't have his legs under him because all these games are coming back to back and he's getting a little old up there. So this might help Marco. This might help Marco get his legs back under him and players like Bren, as you said, get his legs back under him because he's not used to shooting 10 to 15 shots a game and add that up with no really rest in between. You never really know. The percentages might go up. So there's winnable games. We're only a game and a half off the AC. So, I mean, last episode, I mean, the whole the whole place was burning down. This episode, there's still an opportunity to make the playoffs. Who knows? But as Colton mentioned, practice helps. We're going to be a better defensive team on in December. I have a good feeling about that. Speaking of a better team, we've looked a lot better with Jakob on the floor. And numbers sure. and numbers back that up, and I'm not. I was just about you, to talk about that. You mentioned me uh, don't bash. You better don't not steal. Bash you better not steal my. You better not steal my numbers. Don't bash the Marcus. Don't bash. I'm. Mean, I'm not really bashing the guy. It's just the team looked kind of fun without him out there. Like the Houston game when they ran Patty, Bryn, Lonnie, Demar with Jakob. I mean that lineup was. That was that was crazy. They were just running up and down the court. It could. It was a blur and. And running what, Houston out the court, and that's that's pretty wild to see. It's a fast-paced team. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that lineup, I, I really that's probably like the smallest of small ball lineups I've ever seen pop throw out. And I think that's like that was Jakob go do everything. Everybody else mm-hmm. run the court and have a good time. Yeah. So like before you go on, Jakob is actually in the top fifteen in the league in blocks, top twenty in blocks per game. Um, and he really like he jumped up the list in the past week. He had eight in the last two games. Exactly. So I really, I really do love Jakob in the lineup. And we talked about it last episode. Dejounte coming off the bench just seems to work better for us right now with the personnel we have. Whether Dejounte Murray is a better starting point guard in the NBA than Derek White is a different question. But Derek White needs to be our starter for this Spurs team as we have it now. He just slows the pace down. It helps the team get in the offense. It helps really everyone feel comfortable and in a groove. And not, that's no disrespect to DeJounte. DeJounte just right. plays a whole different style. He's a d- completely different it point t- guard. It takes time to build a team around a f- the players you want. When you figure out who your future is, that's when you pick role players that match their playing style and we don't have that right now for DeJounte yeah and, DeJ- and, and the, t- the the style that fits him is off the bench that off the bench crew is fast paced LA's the bench players match DeJounte's yeah exactly style, so yeah. it just it just works out but going back to what to Jakob uh Jakob's played well the offensive rating is better with him on the floor the defensive rating is better with him on the floor and I, I that just goes back to what I'm gonna what I've said with this starting lineup the, the starting lineup is great with a f- an, with a, a center that doesn't demand the ball, 
Jakob had six points in that Houston game. But if you ask any Spurs fan who is the best player on the court, Jakob is probably going to be the second name mentioned right behind Lonnie Walker. Mm-hmm. Taking charges, career high in uh, rebounds, rebounds. Had five blocks, 15 rebounds, and only six points. So you're sitting there like, well, you only have six points? Well, not everybody can score the ball. There's only one ball. And that's that helps the first team because that allows DeMar really to be like, oh, I don't have to look for L.A. Like, ah, uh, I can just get in the flow like he was doing last year and get people involved. It helps Derek because Derek likes to get into the lane. It helps Bryn because Bryn knows, hey, I don't have to worry about L.A. shooting. I'm not hating on L.A., but I'm just saying with the five. You're hating on L.A., bro. I, I, I do. <laughs> I am an L.A. hater. I'll be honest. But – I, I appreciate what he did in 2017 for us. I'm not going to take anything away from that. But point being is the five looks a lot better with a center that does not demand the ball and just back people down when he does get it. I feel that. I, I mean, lo- there's no question LaMarcus, in my opinion, I think LaMarcus is our best player on the team. But just because you're the best player on the team doesn't mean you make us a better team, you if, don't fit, if that it, makes sense. Fitting the style means a lot. Right, yeah, like – LaMarcus Aldridge has the highest amount of win shares. Like, that's his, that's the player on our team who's um, resulted in the most wins for us. He's currently um, our second leading scorer. He's he's in the top 15 for blocks per game as well. Um, you know, LaMarcus, he's doing his job. The problem is other people – it's making other people's jobs harder, which – well put. Let me put. Let me explain a little bit more in detail. One one thing I can say. It was rumored that Lamarcus was one of the people who came to pop and said Derek White needs to start, and he's right. He was right about that. But I'm a little questionable on his intentions on why he wanted that to, you know, is it because that actually is what's best for the team, or is that because it's what's best for, better for Lamarcus? And that is kind of up to you guys to decide. I'm not going to decide for you, but in my opinion, I think. It may be a little bit of both. I think uh, Lamarcus leaning a little more towards <laughs> benefiting LA. I think Lamarcus, and like I said it even last episode, we got to do a better job of giving him the ball in the spots where he can score. I think Derek White does a little better job of, of that. Um, but also, I just think Dejounte he has more responsibility. Like when he is on the floor, he has a little bit more. Um, like the keys are in his hands, and I think Lamarcus wants those keys. Demar Demar Derozan I think does a good job of st- of letting Lamarcus have his game while Demar can still play his. I think they work work decently with each other. Their games just don't like they they try to make it work chemistry wise, um, but they're both just mid range shooters and and like one of them it's just face it I'm gonna say it one of them's gotta go at least. One of one of Demar or Lamarcus has to leave this team in order for us to reach that next step. We're both paying them a lot of money. Um, we can't pay them both and pay our young guys. So right there, just the salary situation, one of them has to go. Colt from the top rope. But then, <laughs> the play styles have to match. We have to have personnel that matches Dejounte, that matches Lonnie, that matches whichever one we choose from Lamarcus or Demar. And in order to do that, one of them's going to have to go to make room for other players. And I think what we're getting at here is LaMarcus might be that one that goes. And, and yeah, I mean, you break it all down like that, and you look at 
past history and say, well, LaMarcus has really only looked out for himself. When he asked for a trade against the Spurs when Kawhi was balling, when he, had, when he left Portland because Damian was balling, it all looks like just for personal gain. So, I mean, to say that we're crazy on that is, I mean, I'm not I'm not making things up. That, that, those stuff, that stuff legit happened. Like, there was legit beef between him and Dame because Damian was taking his spot. Kawhi and him never really seem to get along, and we we even made it. We had a stat back in the day where we broke it down, and when they did score twenty plus points together, Spurs were dominant. But you know how many times that happened in two seasons, like fifteen, in like two seasons in hundred and sixty something games. That's not doesn't work out that way. So mm-hmm. it just styles had to match, things had to fall in line, and and that's what that was why the the big three were so good together because their styles matched. And we knew what to build around them. And I think that's what you alluded on, that we're still trying to figure out what our new style is going to yeah. be and what we need to put around We're in players. identity crisis right now. That was our last episode. And we I mean, we were still trying to figure We're still trying to figure it out, even though we won two out of three. Hey, it's only we're been out here, boy. <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> two we in said, a row. Uh, we got we to gotta do some stuff and figure this out. You know what I'm saying? So, look, there's a lot of, lot, wait, a lot of things to fix on this team. And I think you practice – the next five days is going to help time off, refreshing the mind, refreshing the body. I'm really excited to see what we come out in the second part of the this little break that we have until the All-Star game, until the All-Star break itself. And then we'll really know what the situation is because in, at the All-Star break, if we're still below 500, then you'll address those situations that we talked about getting rid of LA or DeMar or maybe both. But right now, you're only a game and a half back on the eighth seed. And I feel still, bad. I, I feel bad. Or finish what you're saying. No, I mean, we're still a game and a half back. So, I mean, we're not. Game and a half back we're from not the like eighth seed after that, tr- like. Atrocious start. We played like shit the start of the season. Like, let's just, everyone knows. Like, it's not a secret. And we're a game and a half back from the eighth seed. That's how this West is. You know, there's player, there's teams that are struggling. And there's teams that are outplaying, we're outplaying expectations. The Phoenix Suns. Oh, yeah. They're, I don't know if they'll com- continue to play how they are. We'll find out Saturday. Um, you know they were they've been committed to tanking. They've been committed to rebuilding the past few years. I don't know if they're ready to turn around <laughs> and bet on the marbles that they have. Untank. They're, I think um, you know we still have a chance to make the playoffs, and I think a lot of people are, have already jumped ship and gone into tank mode. And I don't know if I if I'm there yet. And I don't think the Spurs organization is yet either. Like the the plan from the beginning, they said it before the the season. Um, when we when it gets to January, when it starts getting to that trade deadline, right before, uh, like playoff seedings are starting to get figured out, and you have a little better visibility on who's gonna who's a, a team that can make the playoffs and who's the teams that will be in the lottery. That's when the Spurs are going to make their decision. Do we trade LaMarcus? Do we trade DeMar? Do we trade both? Do we commit to them and see where we can go this season? And that's why this next month is huge. This next month is huge. With I mean, as I said, 6 out of 10 at home. You have a chance mm-hmm. to really have a bounce back and get that record above 500. But if you can't capitalize with this little stretch that you have here, mm-hmm. eyes are going to start to open, and that's when things might, the marbles start might fall into place with figuring out what's going on. For sure. And, uh, like, yeah, like we're in identity crisis mode. We're trying to figure it out. We've given people bigger roles. Um, we have people that we need to figure out who we're going to pay this offseason, 
Who are we going to pay? Who are we going to keep? Who are we going to invest in the future? What assets do we have? Do we need more? There's so many questions. It's such an interesting season. And so all these fans, like, the games have looked a little more empty lately. Tickets prices are dropping. People don't want to watch the Spurs lose. I get that. Great. But it's easier for us to get to the game. Yeah, this, exactly. We get to the game and we'll be screaming at the TV. We don't have to be screaming at the Boom. TV. We'll be in the stadium. Follow me. But this is the time where, like, these are where the real fans show up. Like, are you going to stick with this team? Uh, and I know you are if you're listening to this pod. But that's the thing. It's like these are the struggles is when you find out what you're made of. And Lonnie said it before. Um, and I, that's why I love Lonnie's attitude. Like, I think – Coach Pop is playing Lonnie like it's Tony Parker. Everyone knows how hard Greg Povich was on Tony Parker at the young age. I think Greg is taking that Tony approach to Lonnie where he's going to be hard on him. He's going to get on his ass. Every mistake he gets, he's going to be barking at him. And, but I think what be we're going to find out. PC culture not going to like that. <laughs> I think we're going to find out. Lonnie's a little more like Manu where he's competitive. He wants it. He wants this like – he wants to have uh, the be the one to hit the shot. He wants to be the one to make the mistake. He wants to be the the one with the responsibility. And not that Tony wasn't like that, but Manu just had this different approach to the game where he would put his body on the line and do th- do little things that others wouldn't. Mm. And so my, my point is I think Greg Pop is going to find out that Lonnie's a little more like Manu where you just kind of have to cut let him loose. Let him go. Let him go. He made the same – Effort or the same mistakes he makes, um, that's the same reason he makes those mistakes is the same reason why he goes off and brings you back, puts you into overtime, and is dominating both sides of the ball. So he, let's put th- let's put this into perspective. He loved playing James Harden. James Harden is the best scorer in the league right now by a lot. He loved it. And he shut his ass down. He went two for 11. There was a look in his eye. He had two for 11. There was two, a look in his eye. Two for 11 when Lonnie's locking up James Harden, um, and that's the best scorer in the league. And then he would go on the other side. He hit three threes. He had a couple dunks. He had some steals. Like, it was beautiful to watch, and I'm excited for the future. And so I think we're we're seeing our future blossom right here, right now. Yeah, so if you want to jump ship and and be that person and go cry about a few losses. Bye, Felicia. And not understand, like, the big picture and realize that, you know, there's a long-term process going on with the Spurs organization. Look at the G League, the game that you went to. Yeah, I went and saw the, and the young boys play. And Luca Keldon. Our whole team. I've been to Austin Spurs games before, and now it's just this is different right now. It's literally the we whole have, squad could potentially yeah. be, like, the Spurs team in three years. The know? whole – like, Keldon Johnson, first-round pick, went to Kentucky. Great player. Luca Shamanich, 19-year-old, lots of uh, potential, lots of potential. Both of those guys right there, first-round draft picks – that we don't normally have like that level of talent on our team. Two of them, right there. And then, and then we got uh, Quindary Weatherspoon. He's good. Um, Hamas, Dedrick Lawson you know. is balling right now. My boy Dalton Hamas was so, go, was good. Shout out him. Dalton Hamas came on the podcast. Planned on coming back. He hit four threes when Rain I went song. Who else? That's I mean, it, bro. That's got, a, that's like, a that's lot of young dudes. That's four guys that could potentially be playing for the Spurs. There's more too. So back to what I was my main point. Jump ship if you want. You could look like a dummy in a few years when we're winning games and be like, oh, Dude, I you love, might look like a dummy next week after I this love six the Spurs, game. Oh, they're so great. Look at us. Oh, well, no, you look like the dummy because you jumped off ship. And now we're still here screaming win or loss. 
yell at the TV. My neighbors probably hate me, but that's just what it is. It's just uh, you might you might look like a dummy in a couple years. You might look like a dummy next week after this like <laughs> week of practice. Like you never know. That's what's interesting about this season. Like we've always been so spoiled where we know we're consistent. We know we're going to get our wins. Maybe we don't get the championship, but we're going to get our 50-win season. We're going to put ourselves in a good position. We don't know. We don't even know what's going to happen next week. We don't even know if Lonnie's going to play. <laughs> we don't even know if LaMarcus is going to be on our team come February or DeMar. Like, they could uh, – stuff is just so interesting to me right now, and this is like our front office is finally having to, like, make work, m- make work with magic. We're going to – Coach Pop is actually getting to coach again instead of just manage vets. He's gonna act, he actually is developing talent. You know, Tim Duncan. He it's he's a first year coach. He's learning. Like our whole team is young and developing. And like this is the Spurs rebuild where, you know, we we still have talent. We can still be competitive. We're still in striking distance. We just got to put put the puzzles, and make them fit. And went on the road. That's it. Just learn how to win on the road, please, guys. Please. Just well, it sounds like, you know, we've had a couple close games where it looks like we were going to lose and we pulled it out, and that tends what happened on the road. You know, you're in these in these late-game situations where um, even if you're going to win, the home crowd can get into it and pull pull the win out from under you. And so I think that's valuable valuable experience for us this past week, st- having that game film of, like, been figuring out who your closers are. Turns out Lonnie Walker might be one. He you was know. playing in the fourth quarter against the Kings too. They they came back in that game, so it's just interesting, man. It's just an interesting story. And we we want to know what you guys think. You know, we had a hot take on Lamarcus. He might be the one to leave. Maybe maybe you think DeMar. Maybe you think we should keep both. Maybe you think we should trade both. You know, who who out of our young guys should we be investing in? These are all questions that the Spurs organization is thinking of, but I want to hear your takes. I know Zach does too. Not a lot of podcasts, not a lot of Spurs media sources are as involved with the fans as we are. We're we're a fan. This is the voice of the fans. That's what we've always called this podcast. So we're going to be having fans on the show. If you want to call in, we're going to be have uh, DM us. Like having I'll, a party at the end of the uh, yeah, in the holidays. We're having a too. we're having a watch party in San Antonio, so we can meet everybody. We're going to have like discount drinks at the bar. We're going to be doing giveaways. I got. I got a few shirts. Zach got one uh, from the playoffs last year. None of us have worn it. It's just hanging up, ready, waiting for one of you guys. It's, it's not like, collecting dust, though. We're cleaning it. It's, it's good to go. <laughs> it's <laughs> So we got giveaways. We got nice Spurs takes, and we got a lot of fans that want to want to come party and, and watch, watch some Spurs basketball. So stay tuned. Follow us on all our social media. Keep listening to the podcast. And don't you go anywhere. Yeah, and make sure you don't live your life like crybabies like the Rockets. Yeah, don't don't be come on. They're actually trying to take that win away from us cuz of one basket. You blew a 22 point lead, guys. 22. Not like 2, not 12. 22. Lonnie Walker outscored your whole team in the fourth quarter and you're going to cry about a, a missed dunk. Go cry me a river. This-